Joining me on today's podcast is one of the most exciting runners in the UK right now. He won the nation's hearts with his hugely successful challenge, Run the Line. Having made one of the biggest decisions to give up his nine to five to pursue his passions for running, he's gone on to build a huge platform in the running space, inspiring so many people. Johnny is the definition of courage and crazy. I'm so proud to call him a friend and share his remarkable journey with you today. So I'm going to start this episode with you, brother, Go for it. by doing something that we were unable to do at the end of our 57K. Cheers. And that is cheers to you and what you've just accomplished. All we spoke about over the 57K was having a nice cold beer, but with two more days to go. Couldn't happen. It wasn't the right time. Now is. It's now that time. Get it. Oh, that is good. That's fantastic. Wow. So just to give the listeners some context, because sure. some, some may not be familiar. Mm -hmm. Johnny ran for 11 days straight, becoming the first person in history to run every single underground line overground. And I have to make that bit clear because I, I genuinely had my mum calling me today concerned, trying to figure out how we managed to beat the tubes. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, 572 kilometers over the 11 days. No day was the same because every tube line is different in distance. The rules, not that there are rules for this, but I kind of made the rules up as I went along when I was planning it. You got to go past every line, start one end, finish the other end, go past every station. On the lines where they split off, you've got to go down that split, take the tube back to where it split from, and then go the next bit as well. So the Northern Line, for example, was about four different routes I had to take that day. Um, going past every station, all 272, starting one end, finish the other, and you had to... You know, not take the fastest route between what point A point B. You have to go past every station, and we did it. And you did it so well. You're gonna have this conversation so many times with so many different individuals. On a personal level, the reason why I'm excited to talk to you about this today is because I feel like, as someone who's kind of I've been through it, mm -hmm. it could be a very different conversation to what you're used to. I think ordinarily people kind of ask you like the obvious questions, sure. and I think it's fine. We can definitely we can definitely come on to those, but for me, I just think it's it's the journey that you find yourself on, and how you've got to this point, you know and. I decided to join Johnny on day number nine. Plan was to to run 57K. And for me, you know, this is a conversation that you and I have had about this challenge, yeah. you know, a while back now. And it's actually, it's only when you really get to experience it in person and and see the individual going through it, where not only does it become very real, but just seeing you execute that dream and do it in that fashion, like I personally was so incredibly impressed with you because you're never really sure how an individual is going to respond to any amount of pain, you know, and that day wasn't easy. And there were so many factors as a runner that I could empathize with that went against you. And I think how you managed to execute it was just it was unbelievable, bud. And I think it's a real testament to your team as well and the support that they gave you. 100%. I mean, they, as much as, you know, we say running is an individual sport, during these challenges, the team is everything. I mean, when I first started planning this, I didn't think I would need that amount of support from a team. And it's only as it's getting closer, those sort of people who had helped me train for this, helped me organize it, were like, you're going to need help with this. Like, you're going to need someone 
to someone to navigate you and have your, your food and resources. And you're going to need someone who, when things go wrong with your body, is there immediately. Because in my head, I was like, oh, I'll go see my physio like a couple times during the challenge, I'm sure. He treated me like multiple times a day. And a lot of that's preventative. A lot of that's the reason why I could keep on doing what I was doing. But it was, looking back, it was, hang on, without, without him there, I'd still be out there now. Yeah. I'd be dragging, dragging my legs through somewhere in Essex, trying to finish the first bit of the central line. I mean, you pulled yourself through some serious holes. You definitely pulled me through a few holes as well. That was, that was one hell of a day. I mean, I think what's incredible about those experiences is that, you know, when, you, when I look at, like, the past six years for myself and what I've been through, I think people can really underestimate what it's like to throw yourself back into that. I think mm -hmm. it's just that, you know, people will presume that these things are a breeze. Yeah. And actually... Witnessing what you were going through and what you were going to continue to go through, I just found incredibly inspiring. And, you know, my intention with you that day was to run half a marathon and we ended up running the full 57K together. Now, had the circumstances been different, would I have fulfilled that? In all honesty, I would have said no. And I think I owe a lot of that to you. And I think that could be a massive turning point for myself. So mm. it's so interesting how me just coming to support a friend yeah. ended up having a massive knock-on effect. And actually seeing how broad that was in terms of how many people came to support you, where they came to support you from. You know, two lads came all the way from Cambridge, literally just to run with you to then go back to the commitments that they yeah. had. You know, it's just such a unique and special experience. Do you think you underestimated as well as maybe some others? how much time actually goes into this, but also what you were going to endure during that challenge, or do you think it equated to what you expected? I always thought it was a bit like, oh, you just do the run and then that's it for the day. It's like, there's so much more around it, the organization around it. The lot those two weeks running up to it, I mean, I thought I had a good team place and obviously good sponsors who helped out with a lot of the behind the scenes. There was still so much that needed to be done and sorted and just got and, you know, most of that just comes down to just me having to just go out in the car, go get whatever it is we need, put it together. And even the week of, you know, it's just dealing with things like, oh, I just, I just, things like we need to get the bike that someone's going to be cycling to deal with this. There's, there's such, just so many little things you actually go, hang on a minute. No one else is going to do these things but you. And as much as you're trying, trying to go through the process of going, well, I've trained for this, I've done this, I've done this, this it's also, you're also to a degree, like you, you're pulling it together as well as the one doing it. So you actually have to, you're responsible for getting everything that's there. Because when that team comes in, they go, hey, where's the things I need to do this? You know, fortunately, you know, having my physiatrician who ordered everything he needed of the challenge to my house. So it was all there as our, as our home base. Um, but everything else, nutrition-wise, I had to make sure that was all in. And my nutritionist gave me a full checklist of everything I needed. So go and get it, get it sourced, make sure it was there. And then just throughout the, throughout the challenge, there was... Every night, come in, do the physio work, and then like, right, what do we need for tomorrow, fuel-wise? Let's make this organised now, sorted, done. Let, okay, let's get, make sure we're in bed now, alarm set, done. How am I going to get to the start tomorrow? Who's got the bike? Who's navigating tomorrow? Because we change every day because it's also pretty hard to ride 572 k's in a Brompton um, around London, especially some of some of the areas. So as much you know, some of the, some of those days, I mean, even even <laughs> yeah. my coach told me, you know, 92 k's in a Brompton. <laughs> starting at midnight is actually a pretty big ask now looking huge. back huge but also factors that people might not take into consideration because you're running yeah. you, you do naturally warm up being on that bike because you're not going at a considerable pace I, like I've seen it with, with the t it's freezing it's cold 
this is one of the biggest learning curves. I think I'm reflecting on this now is there is a certain level of selfishness to doing challenges like this. And as much as I, before when I was going into it, I was thinking so much about me. And the one thing I've learned throughout this whole thing is the best parts of this challenge have been when I've put my attention on other people, caring about the team, are they eating, what's going on with them, how are they doing, are they sleeping enough? And it's only now looking back in deep, I'm unpacking all this, that I'm really thinking of all the things that I'm so grateful for about the challenge and what really, you know, yes, completing it, getting it done, that distance, those days, meant so much to me, but the impact on other people is everything is how did other people benefit from this, inspired by anything from this? And I think the amount of people that came down to the finish and now had some amazing people just chatting to afterwards who were just amazed by what happened. That for me was just such a fulfilling moment that, you know, that wasn't the goal for this challenge. The goal, okay, yes, 572K, all the two lines, cool. That's, that, that's the objective, right? The most important thing is how people reacted to it and how people, to what they took from it. And what they wanted to do from the man message I got from people talking about how, you know, some really deep messages that people have been dealing with loss or trauma and how this challenge has been able to, they've been able to, you know, use it to channel a lot of their energy into seeing me do this and going out and doing these things. That for me was, it was so important. And that was one of those things that I'd flicked in my phone and read these messages. And I'm like, this is, this is bigger than me just doing a run. Is that moment when you finished everything that you envisioned? Yeah. Because that's something I'm so interested by is that so many individuals in this space fantasize about this moment mm -hmm. and feel so overwhelmed or underwhelmed rather by it. And I'm so interested to know what that was like for you. I think there was definitely, I didn't know how I was going to be finishing it. In my head, I don't want to give too much thought to it ahead of time because I, I know that if you build something up in your head and it's not what it quite seems, you can be underwhelmed by things. And actually this anticipation that kills whatever it could be. So that's why I try to avoid thinking or planning too much ahead of my, but the, the only time I thought about it was on the last day when I was like, oh, I actually finished today. Every other day was, I've got to finish today's run. Whatever tomorrow is, is tomorrow's problem. That's, that's tomorrow's thoughts. You know, day one was just do day one, day two was just day day two. So it was only actually when I got to the, like, the last 20 or K, I was like, oh, I, I just have to run this last 20 K then we were done. At that point I was going, oh wow, I get to finish. And then all of a sudden people were joining. I was like, I spoke to my, some of my team who were already at Oxford Circus who were prepping with Lululemon like but finished finishing their organizing and again I did, didn't want to know about that I didn't want to know what they were doing because remember the week before they messaged me about things about the finish I'm like please don't because in my head I haven't finished I'm not close to finishing I, ke I kept that off my mind until then and I was like hang on a minute I don't I, I just wanted to enjoy that moment so much I had the phone away I was just running with a friend of mine called Nick who'd ran two of the ultras with me and he's, um, he was obviously that day with because he he was going through as well. And we just had this 20, this couple hours of the two of us just, just, just going in, laughing so much, looking back and all these people running with us. And it's just a special, special moment. And that for me was, it, was, it was, wasn't the finish itself. It was that process of getting to the finish when it was like, okay, I know this is going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish now. And this is going to be it and enjoy this time. And this is also why I didn't really listen to many music throughout the whole challenge because I was trying my best to be present with everything I was doing. I tried my best not to distract myself from anything. The, the pains, the hurts, all that. I wanted to, I wanted to feel that. I wanted to feel, you know, how I do, how do I react to that? How do I, I don't want to be distracted from any of those things. I want to live in those things and see how I react to how I overcome this and get to the next step and get to the next step and get to the next step. And I felt like not that music would be cheating, but I'd be cheating myself at the experience of what I was doing or I'd be 
shortening it here and there. So that's why I chose to go out. But that, touching back on the point of finishing, it was it was special just with the amount of people who were there. Then it wasn't just a case of the people that I knew. It was so many people I didn't know who who heard about this. I mean, a woman came to me, she had a son there, and she was saying, like, her son's been following you this whole last week and talking about it, and he wanted to come down. I was like, this is this is so wow. I, I I did I just didn't know. And another woman talked about how she saw something on the TV about this, and so she wanted to come down. My like, obviously I've been living my own bubble for eleven days, right? I haven't been checking in too much. We posted our content, but I haven't been like checking anything else going on. Like I didn't even know what the rugby scores were. I haven't kept up with any sports. I've kind of been doing my own thing for eleven days, which has been really nice to have very few responsibilities other than to turn up and run. But it was then going, oh wow, like you know. I may have been living in a bubble, but other people have been seeing what's going on and coming through and coming down and just such a special moment surrounded by friends, loved ones, and all these other people. And then especially the running community of London coming through, like different running clubs, different running groups all joined together to come get me home on that last leg. And we're there for the finish and there for the celebration and there, you know, just, just being there and giving up their time and their weekend to, to see me bring this home. And that for me was special. Really, really was. How do you gauge the success of that challenge what am i proud of myself for what i achieved yeah i worked really hard to get that point i trained for most this year to to, to be able to do that really really well the fact that i'm coming off it without any major injuries you know feeling pretty good the fact that we pulled together a team of people and who also gave it their time and it it, i can see how much it meant to the team and the crew when we pulled this off and came together and what started with basically me almost asking for a favor from these people i know them to be happy and proud and like hey we're starting at midnight to our last night like just such a part of it and just to be how us how we were all speaking about it was like oh this is this is important for everyone and then i guess not maybe not the finish but just the people who joined along the way for me was was everything you know just turning up in the most random of places there's some really far distant parts of london and there's people there waiting for me to come for a run and that was special that for me was and it's not necessarily the validation is the fact that People wanted to come show their support in their own way and come through. And, you know, it's definitely not a case of the validation. It's more a case of people wanted to help. That's what was special. People wanted to help get me across the line. People wanted to help see me through their area, wherever that was. And that was actually really helpful because there's so many parts of London that are really hard to navigate. And my biggest fear was actually when I announced the challenge, people were going, why? It's an interesting point where mm. why do we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Why have you decided to run for 11 days such a vast distance in some of the hottest conditions this year that that we faced? Yeah. You know, why? Why was it for you? Because, you know, you only got into running, what, a few years ago? This this is all relatively fresh. It's all very fresh. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from a rugby background, and then there's a long period of my life where I wasn't active. Um, you know, conventionally, your size, you are one of the biggest runners I know in yeah. terms of height, muscle mass. Yeah. Like, And I think that's what makes you stand out and so unique in this space because mm. often people have an opinion of what conventionally you should look like when you run, run and, you, yeah. and, and you go against the grain, especially in that ultra space because you're carrying that excess yeah. weight, you know, that muscle. You oh, know, absolutely. does that go against you or is that something that you just you acclimatise to, right? That's all you're used to. I think over time you acclimatise, well, with anything you can acclimatise to, I mean, the one benefit, not there are that many benefits from having a lot of muscle mass to this, is your ability to withstand injury. So my physio, I talk to him all the time because he sees some of the 
best runners and you know some lot, lots of pro runners he treats and i was asking the other day about however he says the, i said what's the most common injury he says it band syndrome he said we get it in so many runners who are doing this much this much mileage and i was like oh i'm kind of at the, at the time i was doing 120k a week so i was like oh i'm kind of doing that sort of mileage why am i not getting it? he's like you can squat 160 kilos like you've been lifting weights for years like you're, you're never going to be as fast as these people but your likelihood of injury is so much lower because you've been weight training since you were 16 years old. Like you don't have that issue. You can hammer that out. So you're not going to be as fast as these people, but you are going to be able to withstand a lot more. That's and interesting. Even though you're, you know, being a bigger bloke, you're heavier, you're going to be more force going through your feet. It's like as long as your technique's good, and we've been drilling our technique in for so many months, you know, really looking at every angle, how we land. There's so many technical bits that we've really gone deep on to look at, how I might things may go wrong, and he had he, you know, his own words. Every confidence you will not get into doing this. The examples of 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 size and the benefits. I mean, it kind of reminds me a bit of like Ross Edgeley, you know, when he did the swim around Britain. Yeah, and I think people kind of went into it pessimistic about the size mm. he was, and actually it ended up working in, in his favour. favour, right? When you look yeah, at sure. the the, I guess the temperature of the water, buoyancy aid, like. There's a lot, yeah. There was a lot. And and if you think how much he was burning per day, you know, I think he had a lot of reserves locked in as well, which would have benefit to him. Huge. You know, and I think it, it's so important, Johnny, you know, for individuals like yourselves to be in this space because it's thought-provoking and it, it changes people's outlook on what is conventional and what is possible. I, I remember during Run for One Million, somebody turned to me about um, another runner in this space and said, you know, do you feel threatened about this individual doing something similar to you. And I kind of looked at the guy. I was like, you know, the question was, why? Why would you be threatened by someone? And he said, well, because, you know, that individual can potentially take the spotlight from you. And I thought that's such a a negative way of looking at things. And I was like, when you have a true passion for something, for me, the more people in this space bringing a complete new following yeah the better it is and so for me when i'm looking at you in this space i'm looking at you going what what is it that you are going to bring to this Mm. sport that's new and for me your size being one of them is what makes it so exciting Mm. because if we can start to inspire people with a larger frame into this sport amazing absolutely absolutely there are so many barriers out there and distance isn't normally just the one there are so many others out there and you know, what you've just done is is going to inspire so many people. Funny enough, when I started to get into running, Mark Bowen again cycled the world, this time with a crew and did it in under 80 days. I remember seeing that because I was in Madrid at the time and he cycled past Madrid. I went out to see him go past. And it was his last home stretch and we out from southern to Portugal, we out to Paris, to home straight, I think two days before we finished. I remember I wanted to, I wanted to go see him because I remember he was someone who really inspired me when I was younger. And I grew up around Cambridge. I cycled around everywhere. And that was something that I, I did as a way of getting around. It wasn't really a, a sport for me. It was more just motor transport because I didn't get a driving license until I was in my 20s. Um, so it was it was something so so special to see. And, and this man who inspired me so much. I remember seeing this. I stayed in my head. You'd be like, people are really fucking capable. Really capable. So someone like that here. And he was averaging some nearly 400k a day. 78 days cycle the whole world just boom 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 going. I was like oh wow if you train yourself properly you can do some really cool stuff and so for me the whole idea around this was again the goal is what I was talk about the goal is never the goal the goal is to become the person who can get the goal goal isn't to you know run a sub three hour marathon 
someone just gave you a medal and said sub three hours on it, what's, what's the value in it? The goal is to be someone who can pick up the disciplines and the habits to become able to run a sub three hour marathon. Now, you don't go to university for a paper, you go to university for the process of three years of getting the education around it. That's the value in it. And so it's not this rush to the end. Same with all this. The goal for me wasn't to finish running the entire London round. The goal for me, my own personal objective was for the four months beforehand, pick up the disciplines required to train properly for this. So run all your sessions as told by your coach. Do all your strength and conditioning work. Do all the extras. Eat properly. Don't drink. Get good sleep. All those things that I think from time to time we train with things, we may have the old slip up here and there. Which is cool. Which is fine. Hey, yeah. it happens. Happens. I don't want I don't want to do any of that. I wouldn't want any slip ups that, hey, if I'm gonna do this, if I if I fail doing this, it will not be because I didn't prepare properly. Because I'm an outside thing and that's fine by me. What I don't want to happen is something would go wrong and it's because, well, you know, you actually you did have that month where you basically did half your workouts, you didn't run enough there. Did not want that. So that's why I made sure I did everything. Every single thing I was programmed, I did to the letter. So going into it. I had the most supreme amount of confidence in myself. And when, when it got to the start line, I was like, I've already done this. Because that for me was the, the lessons learned training for this and pulling this together and also getting the right backers, sponsors, all this sort of stuff. There was so many moving parts to all this that I've never done this before. It was a massive learning curve for me. And I didn't know how it was going to look putting together my team to get the right content. How's that kind of content going to look? I can't pick the content. I'm doing the running. I need to explain to the team how it's going to look without knowing how the days are going to look so many elements to it that for me just getting to the start line i've already won a part of this because that for me was everything it was what i learned throughout that process you know running weekly volumes that i'd never thought i could ever run let alone the what we run the challenge fine it is what it is just during the challenge but consistently doing 120k weeks and just chewing through them and getting it done I was really proud of myself for that because when I first started running, I remember seeing things on my show like I do a week of 30K and I was like, wow, I've run 30 kilometers this week. I was so like every stage throughout this whole thing, I've always been so amazed at how much more there is to offer and how much more there is to go. And now looking back, it's like, oh, I've just done like 572K in, <laughs> in these new days. It's like, holy fuck, you, you're, you're capable of so much more than you necessarily think. And the bloke four years ago who was... First started running and trying to do his fives and 10Ks. And you know, when I first ran a sub 50 minute 10K after months of trying, I was so happy. I was so happy because I trained for it. And I, I excused on it. And there's many times I tried to go for it, it didn't happen. When I first got, you saw that, first time I ever got a sub 25 minute 5K. And then a couple of years later, a sub 20 minute 5K. And it's like, you just keep working at these things and eventually, and it may take longer than you anticipate, in fact, it will take longer than you anticipate. It doesn't come easy. And that's good that it doesn't come easy. It's good that it takes a while to work at. It's good that it asks you questions of yourself whilst you train for this. It's good that sometimes you might feel like you're going backwards and not improving because it asks questions of your character. Every step of the process throughout this whole journey has asked questions after questions after questions of who you are as a person and your character. And for me, that's just solidified who I am as a man massively in my own book. I always felt I knew who I was this is my own list to myself or my own undeniable proof of what I'm capable of and what I can do when asked of it. This week's episode is sponsored by Runner. Runner is a personalized running coaching app helping runners of all abilities train for any goal. 
from a first 5K to a marathon, even an ultra marathon. When the time is right for you, your plan can be created within a minute and ready to go. With each plan, Runner provides all the help a runner requires, including strength and conditioning, and you can also reach out to the team at any time via the support tab inside the app. For a two-week free trial on any personalized running plan, use the code PHOENIX. No matter your goal, Runner is there to help you achieve it. Remember that when we were talking about your why and only if you feel hmm. open to share it. When you look at yourself right now, this, yeah. at this present moment and what you've just achieved, do you reflect on where you were and how does that make you feel? I made a deal with myself. I made a promise to myself that this was something I was going to pursue. When I was going through a pretty poor period of, of physical health and I was in hospital for quite a period, long period of time, I won't go into details in around exactly what it was, but I was not well for a very long period of time. I was... It was not a happy place for me to be in because I wasn't able to weight train, wasn't playing rugby. Um, even in and around the coming back from that, my mental health was in a really poor, poor place. And I was always this very happy, positive person. And all of a sudden, it felt like that person had died. And I was this more miserable, aggressive person who I remember when I used to go back and see my, a lot of my friends, so I'm friends to this day, and they would always say, like, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> like, you are. Like, and they hold me to account. My friends hold me to account on anyone else because we have that relationship where they're not afraid to, yeah. to, to humble me at any given point. They still do, even after my completing this challenge. You know, it's, it's, it's divine. That's what friends are there to do. Keep me feeling the ground. Right? Um, and so looking back to who I was then, to this, and my big thing was when I was coming back, when I made a decision to, like, come back into focusing on um, improving my physical health, mental health and everything around that, I made a deal with myself that I was going to do something that was going to challenge me in every possible way. I made that promise to myself. And so after every single run of the challenge, so the exact same thing to myself, I kept my promise. Every time I touched that last station, I kept my promise. And so when I crossed that line on Sunday, first thing I said to myself was I kept my promise. And that was it. I kept my promise to myself that this is what I was going to do. I didn't exactly know what this was going to look like, but when I came across this as an idea of a challenge to do, a part of me felt like this scared me enough that that's good. I knew it was going to challenge me. I knew it was going to, I'd have to involve other people. I knew it was going to have to bring so many different elements together and it was going to absorb me for quite a period of time to pull the whole thing off. And I knew that was the sort of challenge I wanted to do. And there's a challenge that had meaning like London, London's where I live, my city. I know so many friends in different parts of London. I also know so many people from other parts of London who don't run because their area might not be that nice. Their area might not be a place where they want to be going to run in. So I was like, you know what? Let's just start running through every area. Let's go through every area that people may not run. You know, there's so many parts of London I didn't even know existed. And I think it's a privilege the areas of London we live in. You know, Battersea Park for me is up the road. I can go there any time. It's safe. It's well lit. You know, I know how to worry about these sort of things. For me, it was a special experience to be able to go to other parts of London as well, run through those areas and meet people in those areas who do want to run. Yeah, but I mean, also people people from all different walks of life that equally, as you've said, have gone through stuff, you know? Yeah. I think for me, man, when, when we were running that day, you know, I I quite quickly will disconnect when it becomes about masculinity. Yeah. And, and I think you sharing that with me and where you found yourself all those years ago 
you know, it it really uh, it pulled a cord because I for me it was understanding how far you had come and what it had taken for you to get to that point. And um, anything could have changed the outcome of that day. Anything, mm-hmm. you know, not just just injuries like the mindset. You know, I, I, that's what I mean by it really spurred me on. I felt really inspired by you and, and that I, I was in some pretty freaking, I know it sounds selfish to say this, but I was in some pretty freaking bad pain caves. Like I, I'd hit a few yeah. bad walls and I just kept thinking about your journey. And um, I mean, you just ran, you, you just threw down an ultra on the back of not really preparing for one. Yeah, I, I know, man. But I, I, for me, it was like, I genuinely just wanted to do the half marathon yeah. and, and just, it, it was... It, the journey that you've been on, like I keep saying, it just, it, it, it meant more to me than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I feel very privileged that you shared it with me and you've now shared it with with whoever is listening because I think that's the part of the story that so few people feel capable of sharing, yeah. right? I think a lot of people put a front or a facade on and quite easily can get caught up in the masculinity and showcasing that they don't, you know, feel pain and they try and make the process look as easy as possible and that's yeah. just not what people connect with you know I think you know you could have done these 11 days and people quite easily could have disconnected from that and that could have just purely been because every day you just did it and you breezed it right and actually I think it's the roller coaster that you went through yeah. you know people feel compelled to be with you because they want to ensure that when you start that day you yeah. are going to finish it and if they can help even that one percent and yeah. make the difference then you know, that's what the community's there for. 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the amount of times people who joined me were vital in helping for that day. Day one, 34 degrees, heat wave, hottest day of the year, 70K northern line. So it's, you're on, there's no parks you're going through. It's all main busy roads in the heat, around people. Everyone who came running with me that day, they all just took responsibility to run ahead, go buy some cold water, bring it back, put it over my head. It was like a chain of that the entire day through. Like my crew, my navigator told me he didn't have a chance to go off and do that. Like that was the people who came to join us who did that. So was, and actually my crew was extended to the people who were there. And my vast majority of people who joined became a help as a part of that. Not just being helpful with the fact that they're there to support it, but also being a help in the sense of saying, hey, like, what do you need? Is there anything that you need to get this done today that we can help with? Or people turning up with Calippos. They want Calippos and the heat with oof, went down a tree. Unsung hero. So good. And just just that, and that was that was for me was such a it's the unexpected things that get you. Remember, I got to Southfield Station, the district line, day three, 74k that day. It was cooking then, 32 degrees. Group of girls, Southfield Station with big box of fabs, ice lollies. I also realized this point, like I was <laughs> you know, you twist you eat a fab like kind of slowly, just chewed in two. And this girl, bless her, she was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? She was waiting there, the f- I pulled out the box, like, hey, oh, here's a fab, they're nice. I'm there just like this big sweaty mess of a man, just grabbing and ripping it, two chomps, and then just grabbing another. She's there like, oh, wow. Like, never seen anyone eat a fab like that before. And then just me, all of a sudden, instant brain freeze. I'm trying to be like a bit, I'm not going to lie, I'm trying to be tough. And instantly trying to be like, yeah, just nice down. And this bravery's kicked in. Uh. And I just phoned that I was a bit tired and like leaned forward. But realistically, I had the worst brain freeze going on. It's crazy when you look back. I mean, it's going to take some time to to really reflect yeah. on it. And sometimes I guess memories will just trigger you at the most unique times. You 100%. Know? I mean, the one thing that you told me beforehand to do that I did was to journal it. When you said to me about 
journaling. At the time, I was like, how am I going to forget all these crazy things I'm about to do? But as I was going through this, now every night I would write down day, stations, people who came with us that day, kind of a few things that happened. And just trying to just get as quickly get a few things down on there. I read that back yesterday and there's so many things I've forgotten. And even now, like the days are blurring into each other because there was no time to process a day. I mean, some days at like the Metropolitan line, that was an 80K day and that was a slow day because it was very, very hilly. We chose, intentionally chose to do that one in the uphill way. So you, fit, you start in Allgate, you finish out in Chesham, Buckinghamshire. It's a pretty serious elevation gain that day and it would be much easier if we started in Chesham and finished in Oldgate. But I didn't want anyone to say that we'd like taken the easy option or anything. I mean, that's an interesting way to take it. But again, that's you concerning yourself with the opinions of others. Like, with the greatest respect, no one on earth has ever run every single underground line overground. So for anyone to have anything but a positive opinion, like, there's a, there's a word for that. Yeah, it was more, it was more, yeah, better way to put that. It was more a case of I didn't want to cheapen it myself. I wanted to choose those days, those big days, Piccadilly line, Central line, Metropolitan line, all double marathon distance. I wanted to make sure we didn't choose the easy option because again, it's a challenge. My biggest thing with running being a heavier guy is hills. They're so much harder the heavier you are. So why not make, why not make it the challenge? Why not do it properly? What does this do for you? Like what does running, what are these challenges? Like we understand your why and the depths of that, but what does it do for you? Like I've been very honest and said that, you know, I'm, I'm quite a complex individual. For me, I can honestly say that these give me purpose. The two mm. things in my life that give me purpose to live are to do this, running, the community, mm. and my little girl. Yeah. I'd love to know what yours are. I think we're all very complex. I think sometimes we like to appear a bit more simple than we are because everyone's very complex. As human beings, it's on our nature. We do things... We have the best intentions and sometimes we do the complete opposite to the things we know are good for us intentionally, you know? So it's, it's an interesting scope to put it on. But for me, it's the first time I felt fully welcomed into a space. Uh, coming from a rugby background, I played for some great teams. I made some great friends playing rugby over the years. I never felt like I fully belonged. I think I found that through a lot of things in life. I think I found when I was at school, I didn't have the best time. I definitely didn't feel like I belonged with the people around there. And I had a lot of family issues growing up, but I actually left my, lived with my mom. I left home when I was 15. And then I lived with my dad, who was working away a lot. So again, I kind of had to grow up pretty sharpish at 15. And again, I was in a situation where I grew up with my mom and sister. I kind of didn't really feel like I belonged very often. You know, it was, I've always felt like it was just me in my own little world. And I'd end up in other little situations. And then, you know, I still didn't belong there. I still didn't belong there. And for me, for a very long period of my life, I found it very hard to find where I belonged. Very fortunate, I've got some very good friends who I've always felt so close with and connected with because from those years when I had very difficult times, like they've always been there for me and I put the most amount of effort into those relationships possible. Put far more effort into my friendships and have my actual relationships with partners because they mean so much to me. And so I've naturally always felt this disconnect of where do I belong in this world? I think most people find that as an issue. It's not, it's not a, you know, a, I'm not alone in this. A lot of people I speak to find that they don't belong in those spaces. And I think life is just a journey of searching for the places you belong, searching for the people that want you there, because there's always people in this world who want you in those places. 
there's always something for you there. And if you're not welcome at some place, you know, maybe you don't feel 100% welcome, that happens. But I think, you know, life is about trying to find the people and the communities where you can feel connected to and belonging. And I found that with running. Now, don't worry, it took me a while to do that because when I first started running, I didn't think I belonged because I didn't think I looked the right way. So I just ran on my own. Like the first year and a half of running, I didn't run with anyone. I didn't film anything. I didn't do any, I didn't post anything on social media. I just did my running and that was it. And it's only when I wanted to try and find more people who were kind of like me from a more of a gym background and starting into running and maybe didn't feel like they were good enough to be at a run club or whatever it was. I, I just started posting stuff on TikTok to find a community because I didn't know who else was out there doing this. And as that grew, I started to connect more and more people. And ultimately that's what led to doing the challenge the way I did by inviting people along to it. Because for me, it's about bringing people along for the ride as well and creating that together. You know, if you can't find places that you belong to, create a space that you want to belong in. That's why I started my run club. Because again, it was a case of, I went to a lot of different run clubs in London. Didn't particularly feel like I was, you know, it felt a lot of them have exterior modes, especially when you have run clubs that are like attached onto a business. So like a lot of them, I found like, you know, big commercial brands. Oh, we also have run clubs like, Okay, but it's also so way people you can show off your running products. Like, I get it. Like, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing at all. Um, I go to them every now and then. Like, they're they they're cool events. They've got the budget to put on a really cool event. So it's not a negative. But it's for me. It was like, okay, well, why don't I just create a place? I like doing long runs. So the one I just post what my long run is that weekend and invite people to join me for it. And as a result, we've now had, God, you know, up to two hundred people come to our long runs on a Saturday. And this only started this a few months ago. So it's, it's a very new thing for me as well. But that's what was special is the momentum buildup of the announcement of the event and having run clubs coming to it then during the events many people turning up. So even on Saturday for the Waterloo City Line, the 3K, 300 people showed up. That's, that was for me was special because that was like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure I found a place I belong here. So I think what's great about you sharing that is there's an awful lot of people listening to this that don't feel like they don't belong too. And I mm-hmm. think you've just clarified that it's not the case everyone is welcome and I think you have to understand that if you find yourself amongst a community of people or a particular run group and you didn't enjoy it or feel like you connected with it please don't think that that's all run clubs that yeah. could just be that a particular one exactly. or that particular day we all have a clan and we, we you just have to figure out what that is what is it that you are looking for or to get from that particular group of people so keep trialing them out because 100%. there's there's a hundred percent running clubs out there that i wouldn't necessarily have synergy with they might yeah. be too competitive or they might run too quick or prioritize time that's great and i'm, I'm inspired by those individuals and i, I love watching mm-hmm. them race but that's not what i'm into exactly. you know and so just be patient with the process and 100%. eventually you'll find it i mean for anyone that is interested in the run club you know like johnny said i mean every saturday he does a long run it can vary in terms of the locations that he goes to what's the what's the name of this run club scrambled legs scrambled legs for anyone that's out there right now that's listening to this and is inspired by what you've said today you know if they are wanting to throw themselves in at the deep end you know what words would you have for them at the end of the day if you want to try try go for something absolutely try go for it make sure you do the work to get to that position though because i think that's really important to understand and I think I've seen it with people I know who throw themselves in the deep end of pretty crazy challenges and they think the challenge is the challenge. Getting to the start point is the challenge. The months of prep is the challenge. Conditioning yourself is the challenge. You want a challenge to go well. And bear in mind, if I hadn't trained for this properly, 
the amount of extra pressure that puts on my team, my supporters, sponsors is immense. Not training and preparing these things is actually quite a selfish thing to do sometimes because all of a sudden you're just basically putting all that extra work onto your team. You know, I can imagine if I'd have not prepped for this properly and all of a sudden there's me blown out on the ground and my team having to pick me up and trying to convince me to run. The proudest part of all this for me is the fact that at no point did any of my team say, hey, Johnny, come on, like let's, let's, let's get moving here. No point anyone had to say to me like or convince me or this or it was just, hey, what time are we starting tomorrow? Oh, five o'clock. Meet at the tube station at five o'clock. Cool. I'll be there. I get there at five o'clock. We do a warm up. Okay, I'm going to start now. And then we'd have lunch. I'd walk and eat it. Maybe change shoes out half of the day. Maybe I'd take a train somewhere. I'm a bit stiff. Okay, give me a minute. I'm going to walk. I'll start the first few minutes walking. At no point did anyone say to me, hey, for, you probably need to get moving now if you want to get this done by then. Like there's no, no one had to convince me I had to keep running at any point. I think I tried to get in your head a few times. Try to, yeah. I, try, I felt so bad. I was trying to convince him they needed to have a pit stop. Are <laughs> <laughs> you chewing away there? Like probably best like you pull back guy, all. That, uh, that, that injury's looking pretty, pretty fiery right now. And I feel like, do you want to do a little pit stop here? And he was just like, nah, we'll keep going. I was like, awesome. <laughs> I'm going to suffer a little bit more then. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh man, honestly, I think just... Like I said, I'm I'm so proud of you, Johnny. Of like what, you, you, what you've done, and for me, I think just when you think all those months ago, when you're sat there and you're having a conversation with your friends, and they've executed it, and you did it in that way, and you deserve to have that many people coming to the finish line. And for me, that just shows the direction that this sport is going, and it's all thanks to individuals like yourself and the impact that you're having in it because you are making it inclusive. You are inspiring people to believe and to feel welcome and to want to be a part of it. And that's why I think this is arguably one of the most exciting sports in the world. 100%. And I think you've announced yourself now to the world, like of yeah. running and in a completely unique way. It's not focusing on medals and 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 time specifically. You know, this is a, a whole new ball game that I think has been brought to the table. And... I'm not, to be honest with you, so many people I'm, you're going to find now asking you what's next. And I'm not going to ask yeah. you that because I want you to, I want you to just focus on the now yeah. and actually appreciate what it is that you've done. You don't even need to think about what's next for God knows how long. Oh, Give yeah. yourself a year, man. Like <laughs> just enjoy it and enjoy sure. it with the people closest to you because you deserve to celebrate. And these moments go so quickly. And I want mm. you to just relish every single second of it but what i can say is that whenever the timing is right we are here for you and i am so excited to see what does come in the future and whatever you do i can assure you you are going to knock it out of the park thank you brother i appreciate that mate honestly thank you so much for coming down and we're 100 going to get you back on whenever if and whenever you want to come back on this door is always open my man